0: Okay, I want to just summarize everything we said thus far in a very clear, concise way that you could take with you going forward. And a good analogy of this is with uh, the concept of food and people who struggle with food and struggle with overweight and struggle with um, eating uh, sweet things and fatty things, unhealthy things. Vani betoycham that struggle with this, uh, which I'm working on. And what we know about that, um, type of thing is that when you are overindulging in food and the types of food that are sugar related, whether it's chocolates and wafers and candies or ice cream or cake or fatty meats and, uh, you know, fried things, and so on and so forth. What happens after a while, besides the unhealthy aspects of it, is that you lose the sensation of the natural basic pleasures of natural foods. Ravigda used to talk about how an apple is so delicious, and how um, rye bread, just simple fresh rye bread is a tainug. And when we listen to this, I know when I listen to this, it seemed foreign to me, because... Uh, frankly, because of my um, indulgence in the, in the nash aspect of things, you know, I feel experienced somewhat less tiny from a rye bread, you know, and so on. But the truth be told is that when you're addicted to sugars and chocolates and all these types of things, um first of all is that you usually need more of that to continue feeling that high pleasure sensation um in your brain. Uh, And it usually gets worse and worse and worse. And that's why people get more and more overweight and it it becomes out of control because uh, they don't stop by having one scoop of ice cream would do the trick, then they need two, then they sometimes overindulge with a pint when they're under stress and whether either when they're under stress or because they want to feel good and self-comfort themselves with those foods. And that desensitizes them from healthy food enjoyment. And what happens is, is when a person makes a decision to stay away from these things, so in the beginning, it's very hard, obviously. You have a craving for sugar, craving for food, for, for, the, for the things, and it's not easy. Um, but what happens is after a while, after a few weeks, then you start feeling in your taste buds more enjoyment in the basic foods that treme- creates a tremendous tiny. Like, for example, you have rye bread, fresh rye bread with a tuna. You could make it, you know, it, may, it doesn't have to be like the dry. You can put in a little mayonnaise, a little, uh, vegetables, onions, whatever you like there. And you make a bracha and you eat it. And, and if you sw- eat it slowly and swallow it, you can experience a tremendous amount of tainug from these basic foods. That That is even greater than the tainug that you experienced when you were addicted to the chocolates or to the ice cream and so on and so forth. Now, does it mean that you never touch ice cream, you never touch cake? Of course not. Even on Shabbos, if there's a, a, a um, you know, so the serving dessert, the Shabbos, it's einik Shabbos, beautiful, enjoy it. No one's telling you not to. So if you serve by ice cream, one scoop of ice cream, two scoops of ice cream, one piece of cake, two pieces of cake, okay. But as long as it doesn't become five and ten and so on and so forth. But And also, if for whatever reason in that particular Shabbos you didn't have it, or wasn't available, you don't get bent out of shape out of it, and you enjoy things as it goes along. That's the healthy mentality in Mahalach when it comes to food. And you realize that as you pull away from the sweets and the sugars and the things that gave you those real highs, then you get to train your mind to start enjoying the natural foods of a tuna sandwich or scramble, whatever it is, the basic healthy basic foods that you actually develop a greater tainic to it. So with this is a good muscle to think along the lines also pertaining to the sexual aspects of things. If you're always, like in our culture, um, is basically trying to promote intense arousal. Not just, and we talked about how unhealthy pornography is, because that's exactly what it's trying to do. But even within marriage, if that is the focus, where young people are pounded and pounded to get as much intense stimulation as possible, it is very unhealthy, and very often it desensitizes you from enjoying the natural pleasures of 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 of, of more simple and beautiful concepts of sexuality and connectivity. And it doesn't mean, like I said, just like the mushal we said with with um, on Shabbos with the dessert, there's nothing wrong with having dessert of Shabbos. And the same thing goes in the sexual relations. If a husband and wife want to take special time, that they're well-rested and they go on vacation, uh, or they do something to add a spark to their sexual life oh, there's nothing wrong with that it's healthy actually. we spoke about it before there's nothing wrong with you both deciding together to put a little spark and a and a and a, and, a and, and to make things exciting that's okay it's okay and it's even in it, it, even if it's recommended it's even healthy from time to time. but if you use that as becoming to as as a norm in your regular life where you expect this on a consistent basis, that every time you have physical relations, you expect always to be on that high and to expect, uh, you know, who knows what. It is very, very unhealthy. It is lahavda-like, the running after the chokas and and whatever it is. And it desensitizes you from experiencing the hannah and the basic pleasures of the more natural forms of sexuality that does not require a major... Uh, stimulating, neurotransmitting, uh, you know, um, chemicals in the brain. So in other words, if you get used to this, in the beginning it's hard, but what you do is, is that at that point in time, then even a touch, even a hug, even just lying together, creates a tremendous tiny that you wonder to yourself, you, you know, I didn't experience this all along this time of this pleasure of just simply being with one another that way, where when you always ran after that intense stimulation and you're always going further and further and further and becoming less satisfied and less satisfied because you're always seeking that high. And in real life, that doesn't occur. And I'm not talking about people in older age. I'm talking about even at the 20s, 30s. It just real life doesn't doesn't work that way. So when then when they have these regular normal Physical intimate encounters of 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 regular hugging and kissing and holding each other and so on and so forth, they really it's like they're dead into it so to speak. They feel ah, oh, what's the big deal about this? Uh, this is so routine, so boring, so un uninspiring, and so on and so forth. But the truth is, be told, is is the more you are sensitive to it, and the more you're not running after, chasing after those highs, in 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 those. Uh, intense stimulation that this culture is ch- telling you to do, then you begin to enjoy La just like you enjoy. At that mm-hmm. point in time, when you're off the sugars, you're off the cakes, you're off the unhealthy, fatty stuff, and then you take a fresh rye bread with fresh tuna or egg, whatever you generally like, and you prepare it and you make it and it's good, you taste it and every bite, it's, you have a tremendous tiny out of it. Bahavdol, the same applies with the physical intimate life, where the mere touch of a hand, the mere hug and the holding creates a tremendous tiny, something that you didn't experience Even when you were overindulging in in those areas and using that as as a priority in life. So that's something to think about. That's something to think about that when you think along this concept of sexuality on a more long-term, big-picture aspect of it versus just the here and the now, you realize that you could, over time, experience a couple, tremendous sexual satisfaction more often, more frequent, more quality from focusing more on having not the crazy ups and crazy downs like the mood swings, so to speak, not the running after ice cream and sugar, so to speak, but simply to once in a while, yes, you throw in a spark like that, maybe a special to cover Shabbos or Yontav or when you're on vacation, beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. But on a normal mahalachayim, to start enjoying the basic pleasures of just being with one another in a normal, healthy way, and as you do that, and as you start focusing on that and becoming more mindful about it, that itself will give you a tremendous amount of zippikah nefesh. That's one of the main nikkudas I wanted to bring out in this particular feedback. Atzlochem bracha.